Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 43. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. Thank you for tuning in. This month has been going like super fast. I mean, seems like, you know, just over a week ago, it felt felt like Thanksgiving. And now I'm totally ready for Christmas to be over with. I mean, work has been painful. And as we lead into this holiday, uh, you know, people are sure acting crazy. This has been, you know, a steady holiday season. But, you know, I, I think it's going to get a lot crazier as the next week approaches. Uh, I used to be a huge fan of Christmas, uh, but often, you know, I've been getting kind of bummed out just by working during the holiday season as customers come in acting like, you know, they're the ones that have to deal with people and their sour attitudes. I, I just, I'm tired of it. Uh, but just yesterday I saw, you know, two grown adults honking at each other to see who gets the parking spot. Come on now. I mean, this is getting out of hand. Uh, I, I know it happens in all the freaking parking lots. Uh, you know, you can probably go to all the malls in town and, and, and find, or, or even Costco to find uh, that happening. And I, I just want you guys just to stay safe. You know, don't lose your cool. Um, the holiday season, I know, can be a stressful time. And if you don't really plan it out, I know it could be kind of annoying in, a, in, some, in some ways. Uh, but if you haven't finished shopping, make sure you do. Uh, actually, this weekend, <laughs> because, you know, you don't want to be that last day shopper on Christmas Eve trying to find basically nothing. All the, all the freaking shelves are, are empty on Christmas Eve, and I've always uh, used to be that way. Hopefully this weekend I can get some of the shopping that I need done this weekend. And I know I haven't, you know, started any of my Christmas shopping, but I feel like... Uh, the people that do get Christmas gifts, you know, they're the people that deserve them the most. And uh, I know my my uh, you know my wife's family they they love to have a have a big Christmas. I remember when I was a kid, I used to love you know having gifts. But nowadays, it's just about the quality time that you spend with each other. I think that's what makes me you know the most happiness happiest. And I think you know seeing all these crazy people, the way that they're acting. I just got to tell you, man, like, you just got to get some integrity, you know, you just step up your game. Uh, you know, you don't got to, you don't got to be in a hurry all the time. Everybody, you know, is kind of in this, in this wheel that keeps spinning and, and it's only for one holiday. Um, but I, but I feel, you know, around this time also just the consumerism that, that, that is been, is taking place. You know, we forget what this holiday actually means. Uh, we lose sense of what it, what it's about, you know? Um, like I said, I love presents, but not over being with my friends and family, uh, you know, just put a good meal together, you know, and just be really happy together and share the moment with each other, you know? So make sure you hug each other a little tighter and keep, uh, you know, one, an one another closer during this holiday season. But this week I was able to get out and actually try a new spot to eat. Uh, we were having a couple beers at Spokeasy and we were craving some good food and almost everyone mentioned at the bar, a taco truck off of Weber and Valentine. Uh, it's called Maribel's Papusas and Tacos. You know, I never ate a pupusa before and I was very sketchy about it, but everyone had great experiences with it. So I definitely took their advice. You know, we definitely drove the extra mile to go out there. It's pretty deep. 
but I got to tell you, you know, it ended up being uh, a place that I, I, I feel like is a homely place. Like, I could go eat, eat a taco, go back and order another taco if I feel comfortable to doing it. You know, everything's fresh. Everything's uh, cook, cooked right then and there. Um, you know, and the amount of food that you could get for 20 bucks, you know, I think we got, we basically ordered the whole menu. Uh, we ended up trying the tacos, the burritos, uh, the sopas and the pupusas. We didn't try the quesadillas though. I, I bet you the quesadillas are freaking hella bomb as well. Uh, but you know, the, the dough on the pupusas and, and the sopas were like, she she literally hand tossed them in front of you. Uh, she just put it on the grill, and the burrito basically consisted of, I mean, these beans that she had were incredible, and rice, and you know the choice of meat. Which you know I chose asada, but I definitely recommend the carnitas. Um, you know, and and the burrito comes with the fixings: the onion, cilantro, uh, cortido, which is like a a pickle coleslaw. And a choice of, uh, like, they had a peanut sauce, I think a guacamole sauce. And they had a few sauces out there to try. Uh, but I did go with the orange sauce. I think it was a, a peanut sauce. That's what someone uh, that was at the truck told me. Uh, but I have to say the drive was worth it. Uh, we actually went back the next day <laughs> to make sure the flavors were not a fluke. I mean, you know, after a beer or two, and then you're hungry, you know, you, you kind of, you you already want something to eat. But the next day we said, you know what, this was that good and, and the food is affordable. Uh, we ate there again. Um, but this is not uh, like a Mexican food truck. This is, you know, a different type of flavor. Um, it's a Salvadorian food truck. Uh, but it is only cash. So be prepared uh, if you drive out there. And don't have any cash, you know, but it's still worth it to go ahead and just go to an ATM real quick and, and, and uh, grab some cash and come back. But especially if you want some great food for an affordable price. I mean, you can't really beat, you know, uh, all that food for under 20 bucks. And, you know, I would actually make this spot one of our go-to spots now. And I can't wait to get another pupusa or sopa. I mean, th these things... <sighs> they're flames, man. They're, they're, they're awesome. Uh, but if you don't know what a pupusa is, they're basically like a, a cheesy flatbread, uh, which consists of meat or other toppings. Uh, the sopes are, are quite different, uh, which the bread looks like a thick tortilla. Um, but it has, you know, meat and toppings on top. Uh, but these, are, but these items were actually incredible with the carnitas, uh, which, like I said, she cooks them to perfection. Now, if I ever see another pupusa truck or restaurant, I will have to give it a try because now I know what I'm getting myself into and I know how delicious it is. Um, I also been listening to a lot of new music this week on Spotify. Uh, even though, you know, I've heard of this artist before, I, I didn't know he came out with new music since he was arrested in 2009 on murder, conspiracy and robbery. Uh, that's Max B. Uh, he was one of the biggest names in hip-hop in the early 2000, uh, 2000s. And, uh, you know, he became a house, uh, household name and uh, c coining the, the name, uh, the, the word wavy. 
But Max B's uh, newest release is called House Money, which is his second release since being incarcerated. Uh, this album also brought, brought back a lot of nostalgia and couldn't help but bring back, you know, a lot of memories from my early adulthood. Uh, this album was produced by Paul Couture and had many features such as French Montana, uh, Jada Kiss, uh, Wiz Khalifa, Cameron, and ASAP Ferg. Uh, this this had this was actually a seven song EP. Uh, it played for like 20, 25 minutes, I would say. And you know, some of my favorite songs off this project is "Super Bad," uh, "Ride on Them," and "Goodbye." And if you're you know a fan of hip hop, make sure you check out you know any Max B album. Uh, but House House Money is his newest one, and is uh, on all your streaming services. Also, we've caught up with all of our Star Wars episodes. And we are now ready to watch the newest uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, the Rise of the Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. This next episode seems like, you know, it's coming to an end. I'm anxious to see this newest one because, uh, you know, it reminds me of my childhood. I, I don't know if I, I mentioned that earlier last, last week, but it definitely reminds me of my childhood and just how I, we did school and go go watch the the earliest uh, showing a matinee showing uh but this newest episode should you know answer a lot of questions i have about you know this sequel tr trilogy uh i just want to see how ray you know became a jedi so quickly and about uh you know the stable ch uh the stable children uh at the end when uh they moved the broomstick with the force um, and also how Kylo Ren uh, will lead as a supreme leader. Uh, I'm so excited for this newest episode because I actually get to watch it with my wife. Uh, I got her into Star Wars, and I'm, I'm pretty happy that she actually enjoys it because it's something that, you know, we could do with, with the whole family. Uh, and, you know, I, I definitely dig that all the episodes were on uh, Disney Plus and Netflix. That way I didn't even have to go out of my way to go, you know, rent them or, or go buy one. But I'll be sure to give you my opinion on next week's podcast if I do go see the newest episode. Uh, but, you know, I would like I would like to just thank you for pre pressing play this week. I, I know sometimes it's hard to keep up with the weekly podcast, but I want you to know there will be more content posted weekly. And I'm going to get this week pot, uh, this week's podcast uh, started right now. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Fresno crime, um, and I've I've been feeling an influx on murders. I've been hearing about the shootings, uh, and crime in general around the holiday season seems to always influx. But I mean, it's to the point where it's like every minute of the day it seems like, or everybody's a sketchy person now. I feel like um, you know things have gotten worse through the years and, and you see it, how our, our city is drastically getting worse and, and it's becoming an epidemic here in Cal, not in California, but in Fresno, you know, I've heard in, I've heard of break-ins, you know, that smash the car window to get into the car, check, check the trunk, see if there's any presents, you know, I've heard uh, already about a shooting at a funeral, uh, also, the newest shooting of that five-year-old girl who got shot in the eye, um, and the newest one of uh, a shootout, I guess, at a traffic light uh, in Northeast Fresno. 
you know, this is this is crazy. You know, I just I just want you guys to remain safe. Uh, make sure you do your best, you know, to keep anything in your car stored away. I've had, you know, people telling me, you know, they're getting their, their trunks popped, uh, seeing if there's any Christmas gifts that were left back there. Uh, just don't give any reason for people to break in. You know, don't put your your uh, your big screen TV uh, cardboard box outside of your house in your trash can. Don't let people see what, you know, that you have all these Amazon boxes because you'll definitely be a target. Uh, you just got to think smart about it, you know. Just just don't give anybody a reason to break in. That That's all I have to say. I know a lot of these crimes are going to go unsolved, and it's very disturbing. But I just hope, you know, the, the they find the shooter that, that shot that little girl in the eye. That, that really hit me on Sunday when I when I when I heard about that that story um and I heard there's no one that that is saying anything or they don't know who it was actually um was targeted to you know I, I I'm not too sure too much of the story but I just heard that and I definitely wanted to just you know break down and kind of give my my own kind of view of what's going on in Fresno and uh, you know, I love this city, and I'll, I'll definitely, you know, keep myself here in Fresno and feel safe. But you also gotta, you got also gotta take matters in your own hands and actually take those precautions. But the next thing I want to talk about is uh, Ultra Diamond, uh, the newest EP, Sightseer. And this week we are supporting this new band. Well, new band to me that was introduced to me. Uh, this band has a very unique sound with a very electronic feel. In my opinion, it has more like of a indie rock, which, you know, on this podcast, I have never reviewed before. Uh, this band consists of five members. Amanda Valdez, who's on the vocals. Joel Robert Melton, who uh, plays a synthesizer. John Rollards, who has a synthesizer and guitar. Mike Adame um, on the bass, Caleb Sadati um, on the drums, and their group name is Ultra Diamond, and just dropped their newest EP called Sightseer on December 6th. Uh, this is a five-song EP, and it's very easy listening. Uh, you can find Sightseer on Spotify or other streaming services. Uh, my favorite songs are Look Up, Then Down, Visitor, and Star Maps. I respect this EP because of the length of the songs. Um, all of them are, you know, four minutes or longer, uh, which gives you enough time to make an impression uh, on the listener. Uh, I'm going to keep my ear, you know, out for more content, and I can't wait to maybe see a show or, or maybe uh, hear a full-length album. Uh, we need to support our local artists, and on this podcast, this is uh, the way to get the word out at, uh, on the newest music drops. Uh, but now I want to talk about Fresno State Bulldog football. Uh, Bulldogs didn't, you know, take its time finding a new coach. Uh, the dogs grabbed the coach they wanted, Jalen DeBoer, uh, who helped the Bulldogs gain supremacy in the Mountain West as being the offensive coordinator for the dogs uh, a couple years ago. DeBoer De <laughs> De is acquainted with the coaching staff uh, that uh, former head coach uh, Jeff Tedford put together. The Boer also looked to be comfortable uh, being coach of the Dogs, as his resume with 26 wins, two bowl games, and a Mountain West championship shows he knows what it takes to be a Bulldog coach. The Boer landed a five-year, $7 million uh, 
and which will be going until 2024. And of course, you know, there will definitely be, you know, performance bonuses, which, which, uh, Tedford actually, you know, got as high as, you know, almost $3 million, which was, you know, fourth best in all FBS teams. Uh, but the hiring process was sped up due to a waiver that expedited the hiring process, which should have, you know, posted for at least 14 days. But without doing so, that would have left uh, us with no coach during the letter of intent signing period. And I'm glad that they made that move because they already know who they wanted as uh, as head coach. Uh, but the Boer left Fresno State last season to Indiana, but kept close ties in Fresno which inevitably made him coach of Fresno State. Uh, the only question I have for Coach DeBoer is, will he get the fans in the seats? Will he grow our recruiting program? Can he make Fresno State have a national presence? Will we see another disappointing season, you know, like we did under Tedford uh, last, last season? I just know it takes a lot of character to become a Fresno State Bulldog coach, and there's a lot at stake. And if he can't make the improvements we need, you know, sometimes we just throw these coaches under the bus. So I just want to give him my support as he does, uh, as most of his former uh, players have, have, have gave, uh, gave their word that he's actually going to take us to, uh, to higher places in the Mountain West. And, I, you know, and I would love to see another Mountain West championship and at least be bowl eligible. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to make a bowl game. Uh, but we definitely have uh, signed four local high school recruits. Uh, wide receiver Mac Delena from San Joaquin Memorial. He's five foot ten inches uh, and 165 pounds. Uh, linebacker Tyler Mello from Hanford, who's six uh, three, 215 pounds. Wide receiver C.J. Jones from Buchanan. Uh, he's a uh, five foot eleven inches, one hundred seventy five pounds, and Kosia Gina from uh Sanger, who's six foot uh, one hundred eighty five pounds. That guy, yeah, I think he's a wide receiver. That guy is legit right there. But you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh how the Bulldogs uh, next season look. So the next thing I want to talk about is actually Fresno State basketball. Uh, the men's record is still looking terrible at three and seven, but they did dominate versus Cal Poly on Saturday, which was only, you know, the one. I think they only have that one game last week. Uh, they defeated Cal Poly sixty-two to thirty-seven on the road, led by number thirty-two forward Nate Grimes, who scored twenty-three points and twelve rebounds. And this week we have two home games on the schedule: first Friday, December twentieth, versus IUPUI. That's Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, and also Monday, December 23rd versus San Francisco, which should be a great game as they are part of uh, that great West Coast Conference. Um, and the women's, the women's basketball right now, their record is 8-3, and three, and the Lady Bulldogs have been crushing it, man, uh, as they crushed Laverne last week. The, the Bulldogs, over a hundred, they scored over 100 points, which hasn't happened since 2014. Uh, the final score was 111-56 uh, by, the, by the lead of the Cavender Twins. These ladies are getting it done and really bringing the competition. I love their style of basketball because, you know, they do the full court trap, which puts so much pressure on the opponent to make 
if they make a mistake, it's over. The, the turnover, they score. You know, that's how they that's how they get to a hundred points. Uh, but these twins are great players. Which Hannah Cavender is Mountain West Player of the Week, and I'm going to support these ladies and hope to catch a game. You know, I I like to watch at least one game of basketball, um, and often I I see that they have those two for one deals, so I can support support the Fresno State men's and women's basketball. Now I want to talk about uh, the CIF State Championship Division One uh, Central. 15-0, pulled off the win versus Sierra Cannon, uh, 34-19. And today, they are hosting a parade at Culligan's uh, Field. This was an amazing season and a good look for Central Section football. It was an exciting season for the Grizzlies as they dominated all season to get this outcome. Um, they're the first Division One school to, in the Valley to get a state title. I think that's amazing, and uh, you know, to to know that those boys will have a bond that you know nobody else has here in town. And I think you know, uh, with younger kids seeing that, they can see that you know is actually a possibility now. Now that the central section is actually you know a a, a force to be reckoned with, so I'm I'm happy for uh, Central High. But now, while we're still talking about football, let's talk about NFL Week 16. Uh, what an amazing week of football last weekend. There was so much hype this week in the NFL. Uh, the Texans pull off that big win versus the rival Titans to make the matchup of the week. And the Texans also take the AFC South. Uh, the Rams lose to the Cowboys on what looks like, you know, their chances of making the playoffs are getting small. We'll see when they face the Niners this weekend. Um, my Falcons getting it done actually in versus the Niners and you know that that could actually been game of the week um in my opinion it was because I definitely watched it <laughs> but I I'm, I'm just I'm not trying to be that 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 person that only picks my team so I just want to say uh I'm proud of my birds even though uh you know we've had a crummy season so far but we have two weeks left of football and playoffs, you know, start, and things are just about to get real for some of these teams. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about some of the injuries that we have this week. Texas wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins missed practice due to illness, and also running back Carlos Hyde missed practice due to a sore ankle. Uh, wide receiver Will Fuller was limited in practice uh, due to a hamstring injury that has been nagging him for weeks. Uh, Buccaneers QB Jameis Winston was limited in practice due to a thumb and a knee injury, but tight end Chris Godwin missed Wednesday practice due to a hamstring injury that may put him out this week. Uh, 49ers DB Richard Sherman looks to be ready to play after missing last week's game versus the Falcons due to a hamstring injury. Uh, Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones was limited in practice, still suffering from a shoulder injury that has been lingering, uh, I think, for about four weeks now that actually put him on the sideline for, for one of those weeks. Uh, Jaguars QB was limited during practice, but looks to play this Sunday versus Falcons. Uh, Titans running back Derrick Henry was limited this week in practice due to his hamstring injury, which uh, hasn't fully healed through the through this month. Uh, Giants QB Daniel Jones looks to make a comeback after missing a couple games, allowing Eli Manning 
to get his farewell. Uh, Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster was limited this week due to a knee injury. Panthers tight end Greg Olson practiced in full this week, which was a good sign after missing a couple games due to concussion protocol. Uh, both Browns wide receivers are limited this week. Odo Beckham dealing with a growing injury and Jarvis Landry with a hip injury. With Both, both have been limited for weeks now. Um, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs has been limited this week, and experts say he might miss this week's game versus the Chargers. Uh, Cowboys Dak uh, Prescott was limited this week after suffering a shoulder injury during uh, his Week 15 matchup versus the Rams, but all signs you know, point for him to actually be suiting up uh, for his must-win game versus the Eagles. Uh, Eagles wide receiver Nelson Aguilar missed practice due to a knee injury. Chiefs running back Damian Williams was limited in practice, and also QB Patrick Mahomes has been suffering from a right-hand injury. Uh, and wide receiver Tyreek Hill also practiced while trying to recover from his shoulder injury. Um, week 16 matchups, let me just put them out there right now. Uh, and this week, there's no Thursday night football. Um, it's on Saturday, so make sure you guys are ready. Saturday, uh, here's Saturday's matchups. Texas versus Buccaneers, Bills versus Patriots, and Rams versus 49ers. That's a great Saturday lineup right there. I'm not too sure if those are all on TV, uh, but I definitely want to check out, you know, the Bills, Patriots, and the Rams, uh, 49ers. And on Sunday, Steelers versus Jets, Saints versus Titans, Panthers versus Colts, Bengals versus Dolphins, Ravens versus Browns, Jaguars versus Falcons, Giants versus Redskins, Raiders versus Chargers, Cardinals versus Seahawks, Cowboys versus Eagles, and Bears versus Chiefs. And then ending on uh, Monday night, pa Packers versus Vikings. And I, I this week was a hard week to actually pick. Uh, you know the the matchup of the week. Um, but like I said, I want to go for, for playoff contention, and I got to go with that NFC East. Um, Cowboys versus Eagles, you know, both have been playing kind of up up and down all season. Um, they're actually at both at 500 right now, 7-7. Uh, seven and seven. Uh, Dallas has a four-game win streak, uh, which includes the, the, the one that they had uh, dominated – in like week seven, I think running back uh, Ezekiel Elliott averages about 114 yards versus the Eagles, and Amari Cooper also owns the Eagles. So I think Dallas, you know, has the upper hand, but I think it's going to be, you know, who takes care of the ball the most. And uh, if the Eagles have any chance, you know, they they have they, uh, the Eagles wide receivers have been. Uh, kind of dwindled this this season, but it's gonna be uh, about their tight end action uh, with uh, Godert and and Wentz. Uh, I see this this game actually being pretty close with the kind of a high score. I'm gonna say 27-24 Dallas. Now I want to talk about the NBA. Uh, this right now it's getting juicy right now. The NBA is getting so juicy right now. Uh, Mavs beat beat the Bucks to stop their winning streak this week, and uh, I think it was 16, but the Celtics beat the Mavs tonight, or last night, 
107, 103. Um, and Donacic sprained his ankle, I guess, Sunday and has has missed the couple games already. Uh, he missed the game that uh, where they where they beat the Bucks, uh, and they they lost tonight to the Celtics. I I don't know. I hope he comes back soon. You know, uh, he's one of the best players in the NBA. He's definitely showing uh, his game, and I think uh, right now he he might be one of the leading candidates for MVP because uh, I don't see anybody else making their team look so good. Um, and also this week, uh, Lakers versus Bucks will be tonight. Uh, both both have a record of twenty four and four. <laughs> both are number one in in both aspects, uh, East and West, um, and both coming off losses actually. Um, and AD is actually kind of hurt right now. He he uh, didn't play in last game in, in the last game uh, when they lost to uh, the Pacers. Uh, because he has an ankle injury, um, Dwight Howard and the bench. I just think, you know, they're they're playing at high, at a high ceiling right now. Dwight Howard himself is is actually keeping us in the ball game. Uh, some of these games uh, with the defense, I just feel like uh, we got the right shot blockers and we also got the right defenders, uh, and they put us into a position where you know we could play the Bucks without you know. Having to exert ourselves uh, too too much uh, in this game, but I hope that uh, you know uh, AD does come back for this one, and we can see a good matchup uh, against the Greek Freak. Uh, and now for my favorite segment of the podcast, beer of the week, and uh, thanks to my cousin Anthony, he brought a, a growler that we could try, and uh, this was uh, something that I will remember. Uh, it's called Merry Christmas. It was a nitro uh, candy cane stout uh, from Barrel House Brewing from Paso Robles, California. Drinking at 6% ABV, uh, and it's infused with peppermint. This almost stout is the perfect uh, pairing for the holidays. I'm a big fan of oatmeal stouts, and this one actually hit the spot. Uh, this beer had a creamy chocolate fa- flavor, and uh, the back the back end was had smooth notes of pe- peppermint. That didn't linger. Uh, this was an actual stout that I could, you know, have a whole pint of because it was a lower percentage and it didn't have a thin, a thin too. I don't know. It's like a thin taste. Like you, you get like bold IPAs. Like I don't, I don't know how how to how to really word that, but it it, it just tastes thin to me. Um, I would prefer to only have uh, nitrogen at the pub because you know I I feel like uh, nitrogen. It isn't very soluble. Like it doesn't fill up the the, the bottle or or the or the uh, glass very well. Um, I I definitely just say if you're gonna get nitrogen nitrogen uh, stouts, try them at the brewery. But I was glad to try this one, and I'm glad I did uh, taste because uh, you know what what it was called. It was a a peppermint stout, and uh, like I said, it wasn't as minty as I thought, but uh, it sure was, uh, delicious with dessert, but I got to thank you guys, you know, for tuning in this week and every week you guys are doing an awesome job. Uh, I see, uh, 
a lot of things that are coming, you know, into fruition right now. Uh, there's a lot of news coming ahead. I, I haven't got the, all the details yet, but I definitely want to keep you guys involved. Uh, I know I'm trying to get some hats and some shirts going in, in this month. Uh, it's been tough, you know, with work and, and trying to keep up with the podcast, but this is something that I, that I'm actually, uh, falling in love with, you know, d- talking to a freaking microphone, but it, you know, it, it's a little different. It's, uh, it, it, it's, uh, pretty am- amazing how, uh, resilient you are when, when you're in a, a condition of wanting to do something, you know, over and over again, uh, we're at, you know, episode 43, uh, time keeps on moving. Uh, I feel like, you know, the podcast keeps on getting better and I, and I hope you guys are sticking around just to see, uh, how far this could go. And I know, uh, you know, I see, I, I see a lot of the number of people that are sticking around every week and you know, the, the numbers vary and I, and I, I'm okay with that because I know that a weekly podcast is hard to get, you know, everybody to listen every week, but I just want you guys just to, you know, share the podcast, let people know that they can depend on this podcast every Thursday. Um, I'm not slowing down. Uh, I know Christmas is coming up. I'm still going to have, you know, content over next week. And I hope that, you know, you guys are are ready for the holiday. Uh, It shouldn't be a stressful time. It should actually be a time that you uh, are with your family and friends and, and, thankful that that you have each other uh it's not about the presence guys it's not about the consumerism it's about uh what re- what's really uh beneficial to you is is the people around you uh but i i want i just want to say make sure you support you know local businesses during christmas uh you know support the local artists i know that they need uh money to freaking buy christmas presents you know, and also support your local podcast, even though, you know, I'm probably the only one that does a weekly podcast, but definitely check out for some of the ones that, you know, uh, are, are, you know, monthly and, and so on. Um, you know, hopefully I get a good, uh, list of podcasts that I, that I'm going to start listening to here in Fresno. Uh, I know a lot of them are popping up left and right. So I just want to keep, keep on telling you guys to support everything local, I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off, episode 43.